from the Lakeside Newsroom of the Henrico Citizen, your hometown news source since 2001. This is the Henrico News Minute with publisher Tom Lapis. COVID-19 case counts continue to reach record highs in Henrico as the state releases details about when we can expect the first shipment of vaccines. We'll have details about those stories and more in today's Henrico News Minute for Monday, December 7th, 2020. It's brought to you today by Henrico County and Henrico Area Mental Health. And now for the news. Over the weekend, Henrico County recorded the most COVID-19 cases during a two-day period since the pandemic began, totaling 278. Now, the 128 cases reported on Saturday in the county included a backlog of cases from several prior days, but the 150 cases reported yesterday apparently did not. Those numbers pushed the county's seven-day average number of daily new cases reported all the way up to 93. That's a new record high. Only one new hospitalization was reported during the past two days, however. Henrico's seven-day positivity percentage was up to almost 8% as of December 2nd. That's the highest level it's been since late August. The overall state positivity percentage in the past seven days is 10.6%. Late Friday afternoon, Virginia officials made a promising announcement saying that they expect to receive almost 500,000 doses of COVID-19 vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna by the end of the month up from the 70,000 they had originally expected. They'll be given to health care workers and long-term care facilities in the state, according to Virginia Health Department officials. Now, if that full allotment does arrive as anticipated, it would cover almost all members of both groups, according to the VDH. There are about 500,000 health care workers and long-term care facility residents in the state. The state is expecting 480,000 doses. The first shipment of vaccines to Virginia from Pfizer should arrive within about seven or eight days, be distributed directly to geographically diverse healthcare systems with ultra-cold storage capacity, and they'll go to healthcare workers. Those who care directly for COVID-19 patients will receive top priority. Now, most of the vaccinations that are given to long-term care residents will come from CVS and Walgreens teams on site through a federal CDC pharmacy long-term care facility partnership. Henrico Commonwealth's attorney Shannon Taylor will not run for Virginia Attorney General. She made that announcement Friday. She had been rumored this summer to be planning a run for the Democratic nomination for the seat after a supporter had sent a fundraising email to voters. But then later, two-term Attorney General Mark Herring, who was expected to run for governor, opted to seek a third term as Attorney General instead. He's still expected to face a crowded field for the Democratic nomination. In a statement Friday, Taylor said that she felt she had work left to do. In Without directly endorsing another candidate, Taylor wrote that the state needs an attorney general with experience and expertise to ensure that it can make progress on a number of critical issues, including criminal justice reform and systemic racism. Some apparent good news for Henrico County is the county's unemployment rate dropped by more than 1% from September to October. According to data released December 3rd by the Virginia Employment Commission and U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, the number of Henricoans who were looking for work in October but couldn't find it was 5.5%, down from 6.6% in September. The encouraging change occurred because of a combination of more people finding work, about 550 more than in September, 
and fewer actively looking for work, about 1,500 fewer than September. Even still, the number of people employed in Henrico this October, 167,334, was down nearly 13,000 compared with last October. Just about 9,700 people in Henrico were unemployed in October. More recently, initial unemployment claims in the county nosedived by more than 50% during the week ending November 28th. They dropped to their lowest single-week total since before the pandemic began. A total of just 160 people filed first-time claims in the county, down from the 321 who had filed those the previous week. Nearly 2,600 other people in Henrico are filing continuing claims. Every 12 minutes, a Virginian dies from an opioid overdose. Every 12 minutes. Opioid overdoses are on the increase in Henrico. Yes, the opioid epidemic is still impacting residents in Henrico. But you can help. To find out what you can do, go to BounceBackHC.com. That's BounceBackHC.com. Knowledge is power, including learning about naloxin. That's naloxin, which can temporarily reverse the toxic effects of an opioid or heroin overdose. Get informed, get help, save a life. Go to BounceBackHC.com. That's BounceBackHC.com. To equip yourself with the knowledge to help our residents and the community of Henrico County against the opioid epidemic. Knowing what to do will allow you to be prepared to save a life. Go to BounceBackHC.com today. That's BounceBackHC.com or call 804-727-8515. That's 804-727-8515 directly for substance abuse services. This message is sponsored by Henrico Area CSB Prevention Services. Henrico Police Chief Eric English clarified to The Citizen on Friday comments that he had made last Tuesday night at the Board of Supervisors meeting about an incident last weekend during which officers entered the wrong home police were attempting to respond to a gps-based medical alert call on the night of november 27th but they inadvertently entered the home of another person michael bass who claimed in a series of tweets that night that he had been awakened by officers in his bedroom speaking about the incident to members of the board tuesday english said that the department was investigating why the alert system sent officers to the wrong home he said he understood Bass's frustration, but said his review of body camera video did not place any officers in the bedroom. Thursday night, after our article appeared, Bass contacted us to dispute that claim, saying that he was asleep when police arrived and they woke him up when they entered the bedroom. Separately, on Friday, English contacted the citizen to say that since Tuesday he had viewed additional body cam video that did, in fact, indicate at least one officer came from the bedroom and that he didn't want to misrepresent the division's response. He said, quote, So there was entry into the bedroom. We are still conducting the investigation, end quote. If you hadn't noticed, 2020 has been a little bit of a different year, and that is impacting the way Henrico County Manager John Vitokas has delivered his State of the County address. He normally does it in person. This year it's a virtual series of videos highlighting the county's response to COVID as well as a number of other accomplishments and initiatives. Overall, there are 12 total videos in which Vitolkis and other county officials discuss details and provide insight into a variety of county efforts relating to public-private partnerships, public health, schools and outreach, budget, public safety, community needs, and several other categories. You can view it at Henrico.us. Whenever Henrico students return to public schools in person, in mass, they will return to a system where several penalties for misbehavior have been taken off the table. That's the result of the passage of two new state laws that took effect back in July that seek to 
Stop criminal punishments in elementary and secondary schools. Two measures sponsored by Senator Jennifer McClelland of Richmond took effect in July. They haven't been widely implemented yet due to the COVID-19 pandemic and schools mostly being closed to in-person learning. Senate Bill 3 would prevent students from being charged with disorderly conduct during school on buses or at school-sponsored events while Senate Bill 729 removes a requirement that school principals report student acts that constitute a misdemeanor to law enforcement. The new laws are designed in part to slow the school-to-prison pipeline. Data shows that suspension and expulsion tactics are used disproportionately against black students and other minorities and those with disabilities, according to the U.S. Department of Education passage of the bills was the conclusion of a nearly five-year effort by McClellan, who said she began looking into the data released by the Center for Public Integrity back in 2015 and worked with the Legal Aid Justice Center to find trends in what kinds of behaviors were being punished and whether there were discrepancies involving which students were being charged. She said in many cases, referrals were the result of disorderly conduct. You can read much more about these new measures on HenricoCitizen.com by clicking on News and then Government. Henrico High School is one of five schools statewide to win a mini-grant for its participation in the Virginia ABC's Youth Alcohol and Drug Abuse Prevention Project program. That's a peer leadership program that begins each summer and sends teams of four students per school assisted by an adult sponsor to a five-day kickoff conference. Teams broaden their knowledge of substance abuse prevention and work together to create strategic prevention plans to be implemented during the following school year. Henrico will receive a $250 mini-grant to support its team's substance abuse prevention efforts. Today's Henrico News Minute is brought to you in part by Henrico County. How did Henrico County respond to the challenges of 2020 by taking bold steps to strengthen its connections with residents, businesses, and other stakeholders? That's one of the many takeaways from County Manager John Vitolkis' State of the County Address. This year's presentation is all virtual due to COVID-19. To check it out, go to henrico.us and click the link at the top of the page. Connect with your county at henrico.us.